This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 22, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The Supreme Court ruled this week that under many circumstances, police may no longer compel motorists to sit and wait while a police dog is brought to sniff the driver's car. That's good news, according to Jim Harper, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. He says it's by no means a slam dunk for the right of people not to be detained on behalf of police fishing expeditions, but it's a move in the right direction. Rodriguez versus United States is a case decided by the Supreme Court where a man was observed driving his car in the bike lane and then swerving back into the ordinary lanes of traffic. Pulled over for this reason, uh, he was investigated briefly as people are during such traffic stops and issued a ticket. The law enforcement officer then held him a little bit longer so that uh, backup could be could arrive and he could run a drug-sniffing dog around the car. The dog signaled the existence of drugs. Drugs were found. And Rodriguez was convicted. He challenged the search using the dog, and the court found in a 6-3 decision that it was in re- indeed an unreasonable seizure to keep him for that extended period after the uh, completion of writing the ticket. Rodriguez can be thought of as a sort of companion case to a 2005 case called Illinois versus Cabalas. And in Illinois versus Cabalas, the same kind of drug-sniffing dog uh, run around a car was challenged, but the, the dog was used while the ticket was being written. One officer was, was walking the car, dog around the car while the other was doing the ticket. So there wasn't that extended seizure. They didn't keep the, the suspect a little bit longer so that they could do the do the, uh, the drug investigation. So this case is about the length of time that a reasonable seizure may exist. Right. And, it, and there's a, a lovely sort of symmetry. You have reasonable suspicion to pull someone over and do what's called a Terry stop, which is the brief stop and investigation. That appropriate, the appropriateness of that stop or reasonableness of that stop ends when you've concluded the investigation by writing a ticket, by sending the person on their way. So keeping them any longer is unreasonable. The person is not yours. The person is not law enforcement's to keep around just because they were stopped in the first instance. So it's nice to have a sort of neat relationship between the suspected wrong behavior and the seizure. When the when the wrong behavior is dispensed with, treated however it's going to be treated, the seizure ends and it's unreasonable to keep a person beyond that time. Police routinely execute the purpose of their stop and then immediately move on to uh, it, in this case seems like a fishing expedition that happened to turn up drugs. And uh, there is, in my understanding, only one state that has a clear distinction drawn between when that stop, uh, when that stop's purpose has ended and the fishing expedition may begin. That's Ohio. And the police are supposed to, uh, based on the Ohio Supreme Court, say or make you feel comfortable to leave. And I, I don't expect that happens almost anywhere else. Right. Law enforcement are pretty good because they, it's there all day, every day, at getting people to stick around after they're truly free to leave uh, or technically free to leave, getting people to consent to, to searches that are not otherwise something that law enforcement could do. This case, from the reading of the facts, which is which can be somewhat stylized compared to what actually happened on the ground, sounds like the, the defendant here, Rodriguez, was pretty well informed of his rights, declining to go to the officer's car, for example, to, to fill out the paperwork, which is a smart thing to do, um, 
deciding he wanted to to leave rather than stay around, but but being held there. So th- that made for a clear case that he was being actually continual, continually seized after the disposition of his uh, of his driving infraction. So it's uh, we're still very much in an era where you have to know your rights and you have to assert them. There is that one one case where where the law enforcement is supposed to make clear to you that you can go at the end of a at the end of a seizure. But uh, the thing that's neat about Rodriguez again is that is that suspicion defines the seizure, and when the suspicion is dispensed with, the seizure ends and it's unreasonable after that time. I'll compare this case in a, in a little bit of an interesting stretch to a, a case decided a few years ago called Maryland versus King. Maryland v. King was about whether it was reasonable to take DNA from an arrestee, uh, and the court ratified taking of DNA from an arrestee uh, and using it to investigate that person's relationship to any other crimes for which they had DNA evidence. Um, there's nothing about being arrested that requires the collection of DNA, though there's a sort of argument that you need DNA in order to identify people who you've imprisoned. Actually, that's not what DNA is used for uh, currently, and uh, though it may be sometime in the future. So the DNA collection is totally unrelated to the arrest, but it's used to investigate uh, other crimes that have happened at other times in the past. And in, in a sense, you're not investigating crimes. You're investigating thousands of people for anything. Right. It's, it's, it's sort of a rule uh, that, that the Rodriguez court went away from that, oh, because we've got the person, we get to do whatever we want to do. Actually, the seizure, your arrest, the taking of, in this case, the taking of DNA from someone uh, is a new investigation unrelated to the arrest. Here in Rodriguez, they had a, a legitimate investigation of a driving infraction and create, starting a new investigation, seizing the person for a little bit longer was not reasonable, not appropriate. You seem disappointed that this case wasn't more about the use of a dog. Well, it's sort of it, it's sort of one uh, puzzle piece in a bigger in a bigger jigsaw puzzle about dogs. Um, the The dog sniff is a is a staple of of law enforcement in the era of the war on drugs, and there are cases that are that may come together so that there's a full uh, a full array of doctrine around dogs. Uh, Rodriguez is really about just just the stop and the seizure. Um, the dog is is tangential to that, but there it joins other cases like Florida versus Hardinez a couple years back, where a dog was brought onto a person's property to smell for what police suspected was a, a marijuana grow operation inside a house, and the court found that it was unreasonable to bring a dog up to the front door of a house because the license that is given to people to enter the property because there's a walk and, a, and, an, and an open gate and a, and a front door. The license is to come and knock on the door, not to come and search the porch of the home for distinct smells. In that case, the court didn't go where I would have liked it. It relied on property rights, which I think is good, but it didn't go all the way to where it could have, which is to find that the use of a dog itself is a search. It takes particulate matter that can't be sensed by humans and makes it sensible by humans uh, through the through the instrument of what I call a cuddly chromatograph, that is a dog, a very, very sensitive instrument for detecting smells. Uh, Florida versus Harris was a companion case to Florida versus Hardinez, and that went to the sufficiency of evidence provided by dogs. It's long been treated in the courts that the signal of a dog about the presence of drugs is 
sufficient proof that drugs are there. But in fact, dogs uh, rely on training. They interact with their operators in certain ways that um, can be used to undercut the, the value that they provide as far as evidence. So um, the Rodriguez case is a good Fourth Amendment case. It'll help to cabin law enforcement behavior. It isn't uh, our salvation as far as being free to travel the roads, but it's another of, of a line of dog cases now that uh, help to establish what our Fourth Amendment rights are. So what of the dissents in this case? The dissents were strong and interesting. Uh, Kennedy, Thomas, and Alito uh, each filed opinions, and they essentially argued that it wasn't unreasonable to hold someone just a little bit longer because drug interdiction is so important, for example. They also argued that, that the uh, law enforcement officer had enough suspicion to, to hold the, the defendant Rodriguez for this time. Um, that wasn't, I don't think, availing from the evidence, but, but they believed that, that the suspicion was there. So it's, it's good to see that a um, plurality of justices, including, including conservatives like Scalia, believed that um, law enforcement doesn't have carte blanche to investigate people just because they've been stopped for a traffic violation. Jim Harper is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.